Welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. Before we get started, I just want to let you know we are on Instagram at underscore vote underscore your underscore conscience. And there will be a link to that in our show notes, along with a link to all of the different podcasting channels that we're on now. On this episode, we're going to talk about human rights. Um, I know we've talked about it before and I've discussed it a little bit, but, you know, I just keep seeing everywhere people just have way different views about what rights actually are. And I might have, you know, some extreme version of what a human right is. But um, I used to have a very different opinion where I thought that, you know, housing, food, clothing, uh, stuff like that was an actual human right. But, you know, this is when I was younger and I didn't understand what people actually had to do to obtain these resources. And that even before governments, I mean, we never had the right to this thing. So, you know, as I grew up and I started learning more about our constitution and what you know human rights outside of our constitution would be um, in America which there's a lot of different you know constitutions around the world and different ways societies are ruled but our constitution is based on human rights that aren't granted by a government so basically the rights that you have I believe are inherent and no one's able to take them away or give you new rights so they're basically uh, minor based on natural rights, so it would be similar to rights that animals have. Um, but we're granting these rights to each other. And then basically our government is supposed to uphold these rights. That's their only job. So in our Constitution, they don't cover all of our rights, but they wanted to point out specific rights that they thought were so important that they wanted to make sure that the government couldn't infringe on them. So things like free speech or the Second Amendment, you know. And the thing is about these is that no one can actually take away your right to free speech. So whether or not people have made laws about what is free speech, free speech is actually inherent. And that's just because you can talk. Now, even if someone came in, you know, they decided they didn't want you to talk. They cut out your tongue. Okay. Now you can't talk using, you know, your vocals, but you could still write. Let's say someone took away your ability to write. All right. Well, you could start making, you know, signs. If they cut off your hands, you could write with, you know, whatever's left left of your arms. If they took away all of that and you were completely contained, the only way they could take away your ability to communicate would be to completely isolate you away from everybody else the main thing is that these are rights that aren't granted by the government but are rights that the government is not allowed to take away i'll just go over you know there's a big range of these rights and views on this so i was on twitter earlier today and I saw that Nina Turner, you know, she used to be a senator and also she has her own show uh, on CNN, I believe. And she's basically a self-proclaimed democratic socialist. So what she sees as human rights goes, you know, far beyond what I believe a human right is because I don't believe that it's your right to receive anything without any effort. 
So she posted earlier today, rest is a human right. Vacations are a human right. Retirement is a human right. As people, we are not meant to work all day, every day, until we die. It's inhumane and unnatural. Now, I agree with her on some of these points, you know, that humans aren't meant to work all day, every day, until they die. Um, but that's not really what I see happening. I mean, I don't know anyone who works all day, every day, you know, until they die. Most people I see get a reasonably long retirement. Um, maybe not reasonably long, you know, but a lot of people get retirement. So, you know, I don't know who she's specifically talking about working all day, every day until retirement, because that would mean that you're working, you know, let's say eight hour days, seven days a week. Um, I'd say that's almost all day. I mean, you, you're still going to have some time, but that's going to be very taxing working eight hours every day. Now that comes out to 56 hours a week. Uh, if you work 56 hours a week, you know, from the time that you're 18 until the time you're 68, all right, that's 50 years. If you're not able to retire, I'm going to be very confused about what you've been doing with these 56 hours. So you haven't been saving money somehow because you've been spending it while you're outside of work, I'm presuming. But so, you know, it's just when people use these extremes all day, every day until you die. I mean, I don't think people should live that way either. I, I don't know if 40 hours is reasonable. I mean, I, I think that less than 40 hours would be great. I personally am working more than that most weeks, um, but I have a goal of working less hours on what I don't want to work on in the near future, you know, after putting in a lot of effort to build my business. So I'm putting in hours so that I can hopefully regain those hours later. I also believe that people should get vacation time. I also believe that people should be able to travel sometimes. I also think that humans should, of course, get rest and deserve rest. Uh, and I do believe that, you know, at some point we're going to all have to retire. Our bodies just can't keep doing it. Our mind can't keep doing it. And if we've lived a good life and, you know, we've contributed to society a lot, we 100% deserve a long, awesome retirement, you know, and hopefully uh, at a young enough age that we can enjoy it. Um, just because I think those things doesn't mean that those are human rights, though. So those are outcomes that, you know, are nice. Um, my main problem with them being rights would be who provides this retirement? Who provides the vacation? The rest, I mean, depending on what rest means, if that just means sleep, I mean, that's up to every individual to go to bed. If you're not getting enough sleep, it is almost 100% because you're choosing not to. So that might be, you know, for reasons that make sense, or it might be for reasons that you're wasting time, you're sitting up and watching TV, you know. So there's a lot of different factors in that, how much people work, how much they need to work, how much they need to spend, how much time they're, 
you know, spending at their job, doing chores at home, how large of a house they have to take care of, if they have children, you know, people with young children. I mean, if they're getting woken up throughout the night, sure, they're probably not getting enough sleep. That's only for a period of time. Um, so rest is kind of a weird right. I mean, you're going to sleep eventually. You can't stay up. No one can just stay up forever. So depending on what rest means, I can't really include it as a right. I don't know what it is. Um, with vacation, now this one's kind of strange because it depends on what you mean by vacation. If you mean that you get to travel to a place, you know, that would be very different than just getting vacation time off of work. So I'm going to assume what she means is that it's paid time off from work, from hopefully the government. I mean, she might think corporations should be paying this, but in reality, that's an impossibility and doesn't make any sense. So there is some corporations that would be able to afford to do that. Uh, they're in industries with massive margins. Most industries don't have that. You know, the industries that provide you with a product, physical product or a service, they could never provide that to their workforce. Um, you know, in the amounts that a lot of these people would be talking about, like, um, you know, what people have in Italy and some other European countries, you know, some of these countries have one month to two months paid leave. So for most corporations, they could never afford that. Um, myself included, I mean, small businesses are almost guaranteed that they can't afford that just based on they're a small business. They can't have people leaving for two months and they have to still pay them. I mean, with my company, it's much too small for that. We would go out of business, you know, very quickly. We wouldn't even make it a year if people took a two-month vacation that uh, I had to pay for. So whether or not it's a human right, it's implausible for most companies to pay for that. Uh, that long of a vacation. Um, just because I don't believe that it's a human right doesn't mean that our government shouldn't figure out a way to make this happen. So my main issue with the government doing this is that people think that they need to increase taxes for this. Uh, I'm for getting rid of the income tax completely, so that would be for people or for corporations. And if if they actually, you know, gave us stuff for the taxes that we put in, and what I'm talking about is, you know, similar things to Nina Turner uh, with vacation time or retirement. I mean, we do have that, but a lot of people complain it's not enough, and it's probably not enough, and it's probably not meant to be enough. I mean, that's kind of the point. The government's only going to give you so much and that's why I believe that we should get to keep that money. I don't think it should come out of our paychecks. I think that people can do a lot better job um, with their own funds and resources than the government can do with them. So basically, you know, with paid vacation, I mean, if we don't have to increase the tax level and we can, you know, transport funds from other um, organizations into paid vacation for workers. Uh, that would, sounds great to me. Uh, I would really like that. Um, 
you know, for my company specifically, I would be ecstatic if my guys could go on a month long vacation or more. Uh, I know I can't afford to pay that for them currently. You know, we, we offer some paid time off, but nothing like that. Um, so if my guys were able to do that, uh, any of my employees were able to do that through, you know, the federal government because they pay in, that would be great. Our government doesn't offer that to us. Um, and I, I can't see them needing any more taxes because they already make just the federal government alone makes up 20% of our GDP. So, uh, that's a significant portion. I mean, they're a whole fifth of the economy. Um, I don't want to give them any more taxes, of course, because I believe people need the taxes. So that's just for vacation time. Now, her, she's a really successful person who's extremely rich. Um, she probably means for vacation traveling. For that, even being a benefit of the government makes no sense because the government would, what, get to decide where you travel or they would give you an allotted amount of money for vacation. So, you know, even if they gave vacation time and pay was much higher and everyone made a ton of money, some people still wouldn't have any money because they would spend all of it. There's plenty of people making 100000 or $200,000 a year, and they live paycheck to paycheck too. So they live much larger paycheck to much larger paycheck than most people, but they still spend all that money. So for the government to give them paid time off, okay, sure, let's say that makes sense. For the government to help them travel, I don't really understand how that would work. So the people who saved money you know, could spend money on this vacation. So even if the government gave people plane tickets, you know, they'd have to be able to afford to stay somewhere. And I don't know if this is what, you know, she meant by that, but that's just what I assume she thinks because she gets to do it. So, you know, a lot of the people that are promoting these things, they actually care about what's going on. I mean, they want people to live better lives. I don't think, you know, people, if you're a democratic socialist or a communist or a capitalist, I don't think the average person wants bad things to happen in the world and doesn't want anyone to get a vacation or get paid well or work a reasonable amount of hours. I think that they have different ideas about how the world functions and we're all trying to work together to figure out the best way. In America... People care more about the freedom um, than in a lot of European countries. So we don't have the same, you know, government controls and uh, benefits as well. This is one of the problems that I have. People want the government to get more tax money. And they, you know, most of the people who are calling for higher taxes, they're not calling for higher taxes on themselves or, you know, someone like me even a small business, they want these huge corporations to pay more, you know, pay your fair share. Uh, I think that their fair share is 0%, and I think my fair share is 0%, and I think your fair share is 0%. I don't believe that the government owns our labor or resources or anything, um, and that's what a free market would look like. 
is that you get to keep what you make. So uh, I'm against taxing the rich or the poor or the middle class and really anybody on income specifically. There's a lot of other direct taxes and everything that we could get into. Uh, we won't in this episode, but there there's a lot of other ways that the government can get funding and also, currently, the government can print as much money as they want, basically, because our money's not tethered to any resource, so it's really just a number that the Congress decides upon. Um, and that's just another way that they get funding, and it's another way that they get money from us, because they buy our labor and our resources with money that they can just print. So they don't have to put any effort in for it like you do for your money and resources. They just print money, which they don't even do that anymore. They don't even have to make the physical bills. They just type it into a computer. It goes into government bank accounts, and then they just buy things with it. Whatever they want, the Congress decides. They put it in all their bills that... You know, all the different items that different senators and House members all want to be paid for and whatever. And then they purchase things with that money that they did absolutely nothing for. So some of that money that they spend is tax revenue that the IRS collects. Um, but a lot of the money, you know, we've been in massive deficits for years and years. Um, I believe the last time we didn't have a deficit was during Bill Clinton's presidency. So uh, it's been quite a while since they haven't had to print a bunch of money, you know, and then just buy things with it from us, people who have to actually work for resources because the money isn't actually the resource. They get your actual labor and your resources that you create. That's one of the issues that I have with us giving the government more taxes. They they already have a massive, you know, portion of the economy under their control. So, and that is what I see it as. I see the more money that they have, the more control because it equals purchasing power. So, if they can keep getting a larger percentage of the economy, they literally have more power in the economy. Um, and that's you know, foregoing other types of power that they have as well, legal power, um, military power, police forces, uh, stuff like that, so more of a physical type of power. But my concern is that people don't see the, you know, type of monetary power that our government already has. So when they're saying to, you know, tax the rich more, well, the rich do already pay taxes, so when they say tax the rich, they just mean tax them more. And what I see there is for them, it's a way for the government to get more money, which means more power. I don't think that most of the people who are saying tax the rich want our government to actually have more power. They want people to have more power. They think that if our government taxes rich people more, then they will get more benefits. Um, our government spends so much more money than they ever have, and it's not just according to inflation. Their percentage of the GDP has expanded, and the GDP is uh, gross domestic product. So it includes our entire economy, all the transactions that happen. And our government is becoming 
a larger percentage of what happens in the economy. So I don't think that people who are saying tax the rich want our government to have more power, but our government has been gaining more power for a long time. I mean, they, they really, it seems like they never stopped since, you know, the Declaration of Independence happened. Uh, our government started with very little power and then just continuously has gained power very slowly over, over you know, over 200 years. So I believe that the tax the rich, you know, plan is just another way for the government to increase their percentage of monetary power. Um, and that's something that I definitely don't want. You know, most people, they can, they can understand police power and, you know, military power, and they can see it, and they can see the brutality of some of our different laws and some of the wars that we're in, and even some of the ways that, you know, police treat people uh, in our country. And they can say, well, we don't want that power to increase. We want that power to, you know, lessen or at least be controlled by us, you know, the people, so that it's not as negatively impacting us, basically. It's a little bit harder to see the monetary impacts. Um, you just see what you don't have. So, you know, it's just like, oh, we don't have health care. You know, well, we do have health care. We just don't have government-funded health care. So we have, you know, government subsidized health care now since Obamacare took place. Um, Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. I'm not really for it. It's kind of a middle ground between government provided health care or government paid for health care and a free market. And it kind of messes with the free market. I think it makes it a lot worse. Uh, I think that it would be much better one way or the other. And I don't really care. I mostly just hate the middle ground. And that's how that's my opinion on most of these things. So, same thing with healthcare. Some people think it's a right. I don't think it's a right. I think it's impossible for it to be a right because it requires people other people, not yourself, to take care of you. So, anything that involves another human doing something for you is not your right. Do I think that people deserve to get good health care? Yes, but that's that doesn't make it a right. That means we need to work on improving it so more people can get better access. I also think people need to work on their own health so that we can reduce the amount that needs to be provided. All of these different things that people are calling rights, I agree we need to find better ways to provide them to people. And I'm even open to the government providing some of these things. Things such as like maternity leave. I don't believe that's a human right that doesn't make any sense. Who would provide for you while you're on maternity leave? My company can literally not handle maternity leave. So if someone said I was discriminating against a woman who got pregnant because I won't pay for a three-month maternity leave or something, my business literally cannot afford it for that to happen. So um, the government, I do believe, should provide this. You know, it doesn't mean it's a right, 
for them to provide this. It doesn't mean that they have to provide this, but I believe that we should work out a plan that women that have babies get some kind of leave paid by the federal government. Or if it's, you know, state-to-state basis, that would be better. But we can figure that out as well. The only reason I'm saying this is basically it's at the tax level that we're already paying. If, if we're already paying this much, I believe that we can literally afford health care, maternity leave, paid vacation times already. I believe that we can already pay for the, all of that stuff just with the amount of money that our government takes in now. That would be without them even printing money on top of that. That would be without cutting the military budget as well. There is a lot of other organizations that we could uh, take away from. That will be for another episode based on what organizations I believe could either be massively reduced or completely cut off. But my main point is just that just because something isn't a right doesn't mean it's not something people deserve or something that we should work towards. So my main problem and the issue that you know most people when I'm having discussions with them is that I'm not so far one way or another you know, and I'm not really in the middle either. I think that a lot of these issues, we could pool our money together in the government and then we can get some of these things, you know, things like paid leave. I do believe that most people work too much and a lot of times it's their own choice, but if there was that paid leave from the government, more people would take it and I believe that it would benefit our society overall from having a lot less stress and frustration. This would reduce amounts of violence as well. So, you know, I'm for a lot of these things happening. I just don't believe, like Nina Turner, that these are all rights. You know, we we all have all the rights to everything we want. I mean, you know, vacations and health care and cell phones and houses. I mean... If these are rights and the government starts providing them, let's say that these are rights, who gets to decide who gets what cell phone, what house, what vacation? We can't pay for any vacation and any house, so now you're going to have the government making limits on houses and vacations and whatever, you know, they end up having their hands in. That's why I prefer a free market where people get to decide these things and people can decide to help out other people. That's what I would love the most because if everyone got their 20 to 30 to 40 or 50% taxes back, we would all have a lot more money and resources and that would lead to a lot more people being more altruistic or giving or philanthropic as well if they didn't have to protect their money from the government. Basically, that's all I have for today. Uh, That's my opinion. We've already went over a little bit about what I thought about rights, but, you know, I just keep seeing people pushing for these rights, and I just want them to understand that they're not rights. It's not something that we shouldn't fight for. It's not something that we shouldn't push towards, you know. I, I agree that most of these things are pretty basic. We should be helping people get food and housing and clothing, I just I can't understand how it would be an actual right that you just you deserve it immediately just upon existence. Um, so 
you know, I want people to try to work together and figure these things out. And basically I'll leave you like I always leave you with a message of unity. And that's just to say, you know, when you're having these discussions with people, political discussions, um, instead of letting them get so heated and, you know, just have some compassion when you're talking to other people, your friends and your family, and start to understand that they want the same things as you for the most part. Um, you know, we, we want better lives for ourselves and our communities. And most people want that. They just have different ideas on how to get there. So remember to just try to have an understanding of the other person that you're debating or discussing with. And wherever you can, in your own decisions, using your dollars, and at the polls, just remember to always vote your conscience.